Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our lifeboat. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We are the Drunk Guys, and we are here at the Finback Brewery and Taproom in Glendale, Queens, joined by... Joined again. Again, by Eric, the long-suffering fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the only person we've met who's listened to the show. <laughs> uh, and Eli, too. Besides Eli, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Eric, for letting us back here. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, we're glad to have you guys. Um, welcome back to Glendale. I, I remember a little bit of last time. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're starting with, uh, I mean, I guess we're kind of go out of, we're doing, oh, yeah, what book are we doing? We're doing The Life of Pi by, not Sweet Potato, but Yan Martell. We're going to call right, Sweet exactly. Potato. We're calling Yan the whole time. And so we're doing Life of Pi, which, uber famous book, came out in 2001, won the Booker, and uh, everybody and their mother read it, including four drunken, soon-to-be-drunk individuals you're listening to now. And we are starting with a beverage. Which one are we starting with? Uh, we're going to start with Floating Weightless, which is a... Um, <laughs> Excellent. It is a bread ale. <laughs> it's a uh, bread ale. It was a, uh, aged in uh, white wine barrels for Ooh. over a year. Then we moved it to a mixing vessel, and we added kumquat. It sat for, I don't know, maybe six more months. And then we went ahead and bottled and kegged up it. Yeah, it's only 5.5%, so I thought it'd be a nice, nice, light, refreshing beer. That's good for the hottest day on earth. And uh, I guess uh, Floating Weightless somehow ties in with the... Uh, that's boat. how boats work. Yeah. The, yeah. the mm-hmm. majority of the book takes place on a lifeboat. We'll get to that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to admit, I don't know what a kumquat is. It's a thing I usually Tina snicker. Tina once said it. it's the funniest word in the English language. <laughs> it is, it is very funny. It. But I don't know what it looks like or tastes like. I feel like it's kind of like a kiwi. I think you do Hopefully now. not cum. I want to say like a miniature peach, but harder. Hmm. All of this is very suggestive. <laughs> I guess we're both it, saying I think it's, a prostate from, gland. it's from Australia <laughs> or uh, New Zealand kind of area, I guess. But yeah, not to be confused with the series of DVDs that you own, Michael. Loading weightless. This is delicious. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is not what I expected for a Brett beer. I thought it would be more. I thought it'd be like a noticeable funk, more bready. Yeah. I don't know what. I, I don't think I have anything to judge it. We've had Relative before. To. I don't well, only a, a few, but we had a couple. Okay. It has like what's in the funk. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? I mean, is Brett necessarily a farmhouse beer or a saison? It's like a similar kind of branch of beers, uh, right? Yeah, I want to say funk. <laughs> right? Like, it's just kind of like you taste and you're like, that's something, there's a little old sock in this. Yeah, that's not my way of answering it. But yeah, the more old sock you get, the better. So this one's a light old sock in your mouth, uh, but you're getting a little bit more of that white wine barrel. It does kind of, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of the wine, that's what it is. You smell it for sure. Yeah. This is the, this is the classiest I've ever felt. <laughs> mm. Fingers up. It is delicious. That is surprisingly refreshing, too. Yeah. I mean, it does help that it's as hot as Satan's taint out here. But <laughs> you know, we should mention, we had, is... Uh, it's, it's better now. Earlier yeah. today, it was... It was the worst there ever has yeah. been. Half a beer in, I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it snow last time we were here? Uh, what? It was close. Uh, it Maybe was it close. snowed like a week before last time. Uh, we it was kind of dreary. Yeah. It was the opposite of this. I feel like you were here like two months ago. Yeah, it was like April. <laughs> yep. Time ceases to mean it. it. This is one of those fucking weird years where it, it snowed in April or something, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I am impressed. I'm just, I, usually like, when I see Brett, I'm like, meh, not going to like that. This is actually really, I'm... With a wine I'm just going to taste this one. This one's going all the way down. This is good. Much like someone's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Pie's mom, actually. She went Ooh. down to the bottom of the sea. Ooh. Yeah, she did. Spoiler. Ooh. So the book start. It has like a frame. There's a, a frame to it where the author artificially is talking about himself. It's like a... And he's like, I was trying to write... I had, I had written something? a book. Well, that's the movie, I think. In the, in the book, he's like, I had, written a, I had written a book, which is true. Yann Martel had written something else before this um, that was not very successful. And it sucked, and nobody liked it. So then I was trying to think of another book to write, and I was going to write about Portugal in 1939 or something like that. That sounds thrilling. And so he, of course, was like, let me go study that in India. And then he was running out of that ideas and money. sense. <laughs> and he meets somebody, and they're like, oh, I know a story you need to hear. It's, it's Pi's story. Mm-hmm. It's about cake. <laughs> Pi would never write a story about cake. Cobbles. They're like jets and sharks. So he's like, you got to talk to this guy. 
And then the setup for it, and we shall come back to this later, is this is a story that will make you believe in God. And he's like, well, I got to hear that story because that sounds way more interesting than Portugal in 1939. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't A Night in Lisbon already written? Is that a, that's a book? <laughs> yeah. About, uh, it's a World War II book about escaping to uh, America through Portugal. I don't know that book. It's fine. <laughs> you know, the problem with World War II books is you know how they end. Kind of know where it's going there. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I have a strong feeling about this German commander. I think he's got some interesting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you know where it's going. So um, that's how it starts. And then he goes and he starts interviewing Pi, who is in, lives in Canada, right? Yep. Yeah. And Toronto or some shit. And he's an older guy. He's a middle-aged-ish man. Maybe in his 40s. Yeah. He's, 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 got, got, a, a he's, he's got a wife and kid. The guy tells his, his life story. You went on a journey. <laughs> From Pondicherry, India to Toronto. The Pondicherry of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pondicherry was interesting because it was like the one piece of India that had been French-owned. Yeah. And then... So whereas, people they were, still spoke French and, you know, were more French than British. Hairier armpits. More crepes. Better, slightly better teeth. The non was all really flat and thin. The non. <laughs> <laughs> it was, they were non-crepes. <laughs> so you read this book, right, Eric? I did. Uh, I'm going to call it like a decade ago. I think I remember the movie a little bit better. There's a boat. Definitely. It goes down. There was. There's another boat. And then, There's a lot of boat action. And then, mm-hmm. at this point, as a reader, you're like, and what have I doing for the rest of the book? <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. and, and visions. And visions and fish and some other things. And hallucinating. Well, it's only the first quarter of the, the book has 100 chapters, but they're, most of them are like a page. Yeah, they're yeah. Really short. It's a, it's a short read. Um, the first quarter, though, is in India, or like the setup. Like, yeah. They're not on the, the boats yet. But basically, Pi grows up, and well, his name is, I guess, important. Not really. It's because it's his, just interesting. His, his uncle from. loves pools or something. Yeah. His, uncle or his dad pool. loves pools. So he's, he's named Piscine, which is the French word for pool, but everybody just calls him Pi. Well, first they call him pissing. Yeah, well, the yeah. Kid, well, every, yeah all the kids at school call him I mean, pissing. That's pretty much a guaranteed you name your child anything that sounds and like that. And then the people who are even less, more, like, more generous, but slightly racist, they call him P-Sing. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, no, no, let me fix this. And so he starts raving on and on about the number pi. Or he just memorizes a shitload of digits. Well, that's in the movie. That doesn't even happen in the book. No, it, it does. does. It happens in the book. It does, yeah. In the book, he just, every time the teacher introduces, he's like, who are you? And he's like, my name is Pi. And he goes to the board. And writes and he draws down a, a circle, shitload of digits and he, of pi. he doesn't write a shitload. He writes like 3.14. And I'm Pi. Well, he talks about how it, this well, is how you get the diameter does, of a circle. He, he, that is true. But he does talk about remembering many, many digits and how it you know, goes on forever. And there's, he feels incomplete or some shit like that. I don't know. The oh. movie definitely makes a bigger deal about yeah. it, though. Yeah. So he like rebrands himself. And his parents own a zoo. I was going to say, I remember there was a zoo. And they have it, a lot of animals. And as his, a zoo does. And his dad does something. His dad shows them how fucked up nature is by saying, watch this. Like, and then he fucking no, throws a goat to a tiger. Learn. <laughs> and the mother's like, they're, they're 10 and 8. He's like, that is time. <laughs> nature is fucked up. Don't <laughs> piss off a tiger. Well, it's because the, well, at least because the boy was going to go play with the tiger. Because mm. he loves the tiger. The tiger named Richard Parker, by the way. No, he's not not at this point. Different tiger? Different tiger. It's a different tiger. Okay, fine. So, like, so um, Mahasha Mahisha or something like that. So, so he's going to go play with the tiger because he, there's a section of the book where he talks about how, oh, and the, all these animals were my friends and I loved them and they were very nice to me. And his father's trying to prove to him, you know, no, you do not do that with a tiger. Well, there's a whole, I mean, reading this book, you learn a whole shitload about zoology that you never thought you ever wanted to learn. It turns out you don't want to know it, but <laughs> you learn a lot about how zoos work. And they're like, oh, it's the zookeeper is the alpha, and you have yeah, to the, the psychology of animals and establish who's boss. And you know, rhinoceroses will chill out with goats because they're in a zoo, and all sorts of weird shit happens. The, the monkeys get upset and close their cages so they'll stay inside where it's safe. Yeah, they're like that guy in the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Can't get out, man. <laughs> Can't make it on the outside. Red was here. So uh, then eventually they have to sell this. And, and then there's also like elements of Indian, India politics because mm-hmm. like they, they're not happy with um, Indira Gandhi. And um, 
I don't really know anything about that at all. They don't really say. They don't really say why. Uh, She was. Wasn't she accused of corruption? Yeah, her dad was assassinated. But I, don't, I don't think she was. Her dad was not Mahatma. Yeah, her dad her is dad was, not was Mohammed Nehru. Gandhi. Oh, okay. He was named after him, though. Uh, uh, Dave Nehru's, Nehru's daughter. Nehru's daughter, yeah. Uh, well, she, I don't think she the was The actual, killed, like, though. statesman guy. No, she who, was assassinated. What? Like a car bomb or something like that. Mm-hmm. In the 80s. My knowledge of India history is pretty lacking. Well, you don't no longer date that Indian girl, so what do you have to know it for now? <laughs> yeah, I stopped learning. <laughs> true story. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I stopped halfway through that book. It was very long. Long history. Didn't even make it to the parts that I know about. A lot of depressing shit. Yeah, and a lot of the, the Mughals. A lot of stuff that happened pre-writing. So it's like, all right, well, I'll take you guys' word for it. Uh, put a Brahm into it. <laughs> so another thing, Pi they does. leave. They leave. Can't. That's why they leave. I was going to talk about how he joins every religion. That is important somehow. Since somehow, it makes you believe in God. Since God is going to sort of be part of this, I guess. So one thing that Pi does is he joins every religion. He's like Hindu, kind of, because his parents are Hindu, and then he joins a Christian church because there are all these missionaries, and he joins a mosque. Yep. And he's sort of like doing each one at the same time. Yeah, he's like, I want to, for my birthday or whatever, I want a prayer rug, and to be baptized. And the religion guys are always like, hey, you can't do all that shit. Well, they don't realize at first that he's doing they, all they, of it. When they find out. It's like a magical thing where they, they all find out they're getting each other at once. They're getting three times. And they're like, what? I was going to cornhole that kid. <laughs> this little boy is cheating on me with another <laughs> adult man. And so they're like, you can only be one. And then he, of course, embarrasses the adults. And he's like, I just wanted to love God. And Gandhi said, all the religions are true. And then they're like, yeah, but, you know, what did he know? But some are truer than others. Was like it animal, animal farm? <laughs> animal farms, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but four likes And he better. works on an animal farm, <laughs> zoo. And so then he still like, kind of does all the religions. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep doing that. And then it doesn't matter anymore in the book. No. It goes away. Because they go on a trip. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of pretext that ends up being like, okay. So the family decides to sell the zoo, but they but what they they were more like they were uh, getting the zoo land rent free, but they had to move. But what they have to do is now sell all the animals, or like bring them to other zoos, or figure out what to do with them. And a lot of the animals were going to go to a zoo in Canada, and so they were going to litter. So the family got berths, seats, or whatever on an ocean liner. Not not a liner. It's a cargo ship. And all the animals are in the hold as cargo, and the family is just kind of living there with the rest of the just sailors. And it's like the shittiest Chinese yeah. boat mm-hmm. in the world. I'm sure it was the cheapest thing they could find because all the it sailors was were be drunk all the anyway. time. Yeah, and incompetent. And so they're sailing across from uh, across the Pacific. Yeah, they're on their way from uh, India over to the west coast of Canada. Right? Yeah, because they're across the Probably. Pacific. Yeah, and so that just reminds me. And uh, there's a scene when he's like, I want to be all religious. He goes to the mom, and she's like, here, read this book instead. And she hands him Robinson Crusoe. And he's like, I read mm. that already. And then she's like, how about this book? And she hands him a Robert Louis Stevenson book. And he's like, wait, all those guys wrote about like getting lost at sea, foreshadowing me thinks. Mm. There's a good lot one. of heavy what did, she, what did she know, and when did she know it? <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. I was reading, I was like, oh, that's clever. Uh, I forget, when does this book take place? Like it's like the, the 70s, 30s. Well, like yeah. 70, I don't think it was like late 70s, early oh, 80s, yeah. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. It's, I think it's in the 70s. And like the narration part is like 2000, you know, yeah. the modern day part. Get an airplane. Right? The animals are very heavy. But you don't have to ride with them. It's like, leave it a pile of hay. Well, weren't they it would also... be a much shorter book if they did that. I think they had to go with the animals so that they would be sure that they survived because they didn't trust a bunch of drunk Chinese sailors to take care of a tiger. Well, weren't they also moving to Canada? Or were they yeah, just, they, I yeah, think they were moving. I think it was part of, a, yeah. part of it. Was, you gotta, you we're yeah. selling it and we're coming with them. You got to make sure that the animals make it otherwise you don't get no money. Okay. They're going to make yeah. soup out of their penises. Like, tiger penis soup. That's a thing. I thought, I thought you snort the, chi- the, the, the bone 
so you get a boner. Either way, that means the tiger didn't make it to the zoo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, most of the tiger might make it. <laughs> it's a, the she-tiger now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. This, in, it's one of many, many conceits you have to make in this story. Well, I mean, flying well, to India today still sucks. Yeah. Maybe it was even worse then. And money. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's still uh, thousands of dollars now. And how much would it cost to fly with a tiger, a bunch of chimpanzees, <laughs> a zebra, a bunch of hyenas? Well, nowadays, if you pretend it's your comfort tiger, you can probably just get it on the cabin. I, with I'm you. pretty sure they might draw the line at comfort tiger. Comfort tiger. People have tried to get on planes successfully with some ridiculous comfort animals. The comfort tiger is going to be 800 pounds. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, when I fly with my comfort emu, nobody really gives me a hard time. The yeah. emus are dicks, though. Yeah. They're, like, really dangerous. They beat Australia in a war. <laughs> what? That's a real thing. They had, they, they were having, like, rampaging emu problems, and they said, go out and kill them. And they lost. That's because the dingoes ate all their babies or something. There were no more soldiers, yeah. <laughs> they had four guys. They needed someone to show them what was a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this was a knife. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. That's they, not didn't, a knife. they didn't know what a knife was until 1994. Any crocodile, they'll need to show So let's have one of these beverages since yeah. we know they're going to quickly end up at sea. Uh, we're going with the next one. Yeah, sure. It doesn't look like orange juice. It's a uh, Finback IPA. It's our flagship IPA. We've been making it since ah, day flagship one. Flagship for a ship. Yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Burn. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, it's a 7.2. Uh, we always have it available, um, except, except for the last the time you time guys were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't don't put out the really nice stuff for those guys. Mm-hmm. They have to earn it. Uh, save save the fin back. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a nice IPA. It's got a little bit more bitterness than some of our other ones. There's no fruit involved in it. So I want to say I still kind of taste like a almost grapefruit flavor in there. Well, the description says hint of pink grapefruit. Well, <laughs> I read, I read like call. a pie, not the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so there's actually no uh, no grapefruit. What's nice about it is I can't remember what friggin' hops we put in. <laughs> we brew it like every other week. Uh, I can tell you the grain profile, but uh, 1,000 pounds of this and 800 pounds of that. Maris otter yeah. and two row or whatever fucking... There's otter in this? There's no otter in this. <laughs> there's otter, otter, otter bee. It's hmm. just like a, a you bastard. <laughs> yeah. That sealed... Otter's it. more like what you use in your English style. So it's not Maris Otter, all right. All it's right. A, it's an American two-row, that's my next guess. That's probably close. Nice. <laughs> not going to... It's fine. It's a trade secret. Nah. He told us the whole recipe, but off air, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can't believe what they put in it. <laughs> Real Otter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It's a great beer. It, it is here pretty much all the time. I've been here a bunch of times, several times since we did Moby Dick, actually. Mm. It's for reconnaissance purposes. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And, and, uh, this it's a, it's a tax write-off of research. Yeah. I just want to make sure no other podcasts are recording here. Have there been others? Oh, we've actually had one on oh. our, our four-year anniversary. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Because they sucked. They <laughs> yeah, don't matter. Don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I don't know. Hop, hop something. Hop talk. Hop talk. <sighs> anyway, they recorded here on the four-year anniversary, but in the back room. They drank some beers and talked about it. That's our thing. Uh, I'm supposed to drink know the beers. names of these things. I thought we were the only ones <laughs> know, that did that. <laughs> we should have a podcast, but also drink beer. What? What madness is this? I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I will give them no credit because I don't know if they follow us on Twitter. <laughs> that's Drunkers BC. So that's, well, I drink mine. That's gone down. So with Life of Pi, uh, their vote gets fucked up. <laughs> a friend of mine's like, read this. It's super spiritual and religious. And then I read it, and like I, I had the same part where I was like, at the beginning, I do remember him being like, I'm all the religions. And then kind of like stuff happens, and I'm like, all right, am I missing all the like allegories and stuff? So I guess we can talk about that later once we get there. But I do remember being like, oh, I'm going to hate this book because it's going to be like Bible thumping and like alchemist bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was the alchemist at sea. Yeah, exactly. For a lot of it. More feelies than yeah. thoughties. 
especially. I, I actually liked it though. I enjoyed it the first time I read it because I didn't know the story. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is really interesting." And yeah. then the second time I read it, I'm like, "This is stupid." Mm. I have never read it before, but I still really liked it. I mean, I also maybe I misread it because I did not get all the religious. I mean, I got not the uh, obvious, obvious bullshit, ones. but I, took, I, I had a different. I read a different angle on it. If you look at the the book that you borrowed from me and didn't return to me, the <laughs> bring it back next week. End of it has. Uh, you, gonna, well, like, you don't need. You don't need it. I don't. You know. Uh, it has discussion book club kind of questions, and one of them is like the author says chapters twenty two and twenty three are the most important to the book discuss, and it's that's the chapter when he meets he gets confronted by the priest. Yeah, the but I still had a different take on that. Maybe that's because I don't know. Maybe I'm more pessimistic. Could be. Well, anyway, so their their boat, their ship, capsizes because all the Chinese dudes are just shit faced and uh, not doing any sailoring. They don't do any sailoring at all. Perfect, properly, more like failoring. And oh then, um, fuck! The, he they have to like get off of the ship. In the middle, he happens to like get up at night to like go check on an animal or something like that. Like that's the only reason he survives. He, he happened to be he happened to be out. Don't uh, I don't exactly remember Taking why. But or something. Urination, <laughs> probably big time. Little kids, little kids do that all the time. Well, he's like how old is he? In the he's, he's like thirteen. He's a teenager, twelve. Right? Yeah, early teens, I think. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. getting just getting some pubes. That's it. He had to wake up at night to jack off over the side of the boat. <laughs> it's been eleven hours since I last <laughs> touched myself. Eleven hours. <laughs> I'm about to burst. <laughs> Like the ship, I'm full of semen. <laughs> <laughs> so then the ship uh, sinks. I forgot why. It's like, it's it like, hit by a wave. It's like yeah, leaning a half wave. over when he comes. I was like, this doesn't look good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was leaning a little bit too far for a boat. And so then he gets tossed off by some dudes. They're like, that doesn't sound right. He gets <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, the next book. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, don't stop. But then he's it's a pie eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> he gets. Uh, he's like. Shoved off onto a lifeboat by some of the sailor dudes, and then some animals. And they're just the yelling boat. at him in Chinese, and he's like, "I don't know what's going on." But he says that in English, and they're like, "I don't know what you're saying in Chinese." <laughs> it's it's very who's on first. Yeah, and uh, he ends up on a lifeboat with some creatures, like a zebra. A zebra, a zebra falls out and breaks its leg, and it's all freaking out. And then an orangutan floats over on a pile of bananas, uh, you know, because that's you know they like those. <laughs> and then there's a hyena. The hyena's a dick. Yeah, and and he sees the tiger, right? But it's not. The tiger arrives Later. on another boat, and then, or another floaty thing, and then gets on board, and he's like, well, this just got real bad, because there's a tiger. Right, so there's this, like, dying zebra, zebra. this dick hyena, and uh, orangutan. A sassy orangutan. What was her name? Is they like, pancakes or waffles? Orange juice. Orange juice, yeah. And it was a breakfast thing. One of those breakfast things. like, pancakes, I don't know. Speaking of orange juice, this beer actually looks like it. These are getting more appropriate as we go. Mm-hmm. And the neem is probably the closest we're going to get today. Besides, yep. floating weightless actually worked for you know being in a boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one's called Cat Love. We just came out with it last week. It's a double IPA. So it's 8.2%. Uh, it has that one I can never pronounce. Oh, Azuaca. Simcoe. Ayahuasca? Yeah, that one. It's got ayahuasca. I think it was, I Simcoe it and mosaic. So um, if I drink this, I'm going to go on a vision quest for 14 hours? Azaka. But it definitely looks like orange juice. Now, can I see there's like... You see now. You see things are labeled like New England IPA, mm-hmm. and then there's also I see like much more rarely milkshake IPA. Well, that means it has lactose in it. Is that the only real difference? Yeah, but, but this is this like a New England style. IPA? That is a New England. Yeah. Like it's cloudy and yeah, um, with the with the lactose ones, um, it leaves a little bit of the sweetness behind because the uh, yeast are unable to yeah ferment that, and so it leaves some of the lactose sugar behind. So you get like a sweeter. IPA. So there is lactose in this. Not in that. Although it does taste a little sweeter, but yeah, it's not a lactose IPA. Okay. So what makes it hazy? Lack of filtering. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Uh, it's a little unfiltered, and then also the yeast. Uh, there's different strains of yeast that you can use, so they'll produce uh, different color products. I think some, some people put wheat 
in there to give it like a cloudier thing? Uh, that could be a thing. We don't do that. Uh, but yeah, like so you can like, use wheat, like beers, wheat yeah. and oat will give you a different mouthfeel and or color um, and obviously flavor. But yeah, typically it's all like the two-row two and pills are, are like your base malt. And then yeah, the yeast are going to be kind of different. This is delicious. This is, this this is very good. Because, you know, we talked about this on, on previous episodes that only Eric has listened to probably. That, um, <laughs> I skipped one. Oh, no, what'd you skip? What'd you skip? What's Harry Potter. I haven't read Harry Potter yet. Oh, mm. shit. What? Yeah. You've read the other books? I would say I also have not read uh, The Wallflower book, but I listened to it because I watched a movie and I knew there's no way I will ever read that book. Uh. That's fair. <laughs> and Totally. Did I, you listen to their, Are You There, God's Me, Margaret? <laughs> I did. Uh, there were some interesting... Read that one a hundred times. Interesting jokes in there. You uh, know what we had to cut out of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I just listened to Dune because I was like, okay, they went to McKellar and they went to Rockaway, so I got to listen to both those and make sure that I got my game going. Nice. Yeah. You're, le- you're less sweaty, apparently. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I mean, you. I, I missed that one, so I don't know. I wanted to compliment you guys on your editing from the last time you were here because I was like, oh, there's going to be some garbage that they're just going to put up, and it actually turned out, I didn't turned even, out nice. I didn't remember recording Thank most you. of it. Yeah. <laughs> it cut out about an hour. <laughs> yeah, we, we cut out about an hour. No, yeah. we'll cut out about 45 minutes, and then we do the thing we usually do, which is speed it up by 20%. Yeah, okay. And because it was so long, 20% is like half an hour. Okay. Yeah, I was no, like, did it, they re record half of this? <laughs> no. There are no overdubs. But the magic of editing. And now we're getting decent enough that you could almost not tell when we do it. Oh. Yeah. There's some. Well, actually, our other McKellar NYC episode came out today. Yeah. Oh, I haven't listened yet. I'm yeah, sorry. I just got posted. Well, you've just been working. Slacking. What, was it? Totally. What, what book was that? The Natural. Robert Redford. Oh, that's right. The last yeah. one was the uh, Feel the Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was much weirder. I can't believe you've actually listened to us. I'm. Somebody's got to listen. That's true. That's, that's, that's what the I goal. say. Yeah. Usually it's just me. <laughs> I say, you, missed, you missed a terrible joke we have to cut out, guys. We have to, <laughs> we have to resubmit this one. That, yeah, that's not going to fly with anybody. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you ever want to read Harry Potter, we've only done the first three. If you get up to number oh, four, you could join us. It's going to need like eight months. It's really you could, not. You could ship them out in a day. It's, it's, sure. it's for really kids. Yeah. It's for kids. Long. Oh, right. Yeah, we always talk about how long it takes you to read. How long did it take you guys to get through this book? In terms of a dump? Is that yeah. what you're going for? How many dumps? Life of Pi. Life of Pi, I read it on a car trip. So I had just, it was a car trip to Maine and back wow. in three days. So I finished it mostly in the ride up and finished it on the way back. You don't get car sick from reading in the car? No. Man, you bastard. Was someone reading it I get it car sick just, about, just thinking yeah. about reading in the car. I can't. I read. wasn't driving. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> hope not. I understand that. Yeah, you don't have a driver's license. I have a driver's license. I got it last year. <laughs> At 30. Yeah. I was 30. New, New Yorker. In New York. What the fuck do we need a driver's license for? Can't even park that shit nowhere. Uh, it took. True. When I read it the first time, it took me like two and a half days. Like, I had like an hour, hour and a half commute every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So I just knocked it out pretty fast. Yeah. It, I, I knocked it out because I had nothing, nothing to do with sitting in a car. But it, it, it's still a pretty quick. It's a breezy It's read. pretty quick. Also, because every chapter is two pages, so you feel like you're making progress emotionally. The first time I read it was a physical copy. This time I read it on the Kindle. And on the Kindle, it has that thing where it's like, one minute left in this chapter. One minute left, and then you're like, All right, I could do one more minute. One more minute. <laughs> yeah, I could do one more And then ever since, like, six minutes. Fuck you, book. <laughs> and then I put it down. That's the beginning of a chapter. Yeah, every, yeah when I start of it, you get to the next chapter, and it'll say, you know, sometimes, some books are much longer pacing, so it's like 27 minutes in this new chapter. You're like, I don't want to do that now. I'm going to go it's a long fucking chapter. take my nose. Well, that's how like, some chapters are some like Some other that. books are. Yeah. Yeah, these are, I mean, 100 chapters. Unless you're reading Lord of the fucking Rings, it's, you know. Yeah, this is more than that. Anyway, they're on the sea. They're at sea. The uh, hyena's a dick. and it, uh, It's just, it's just a small boy and four angry animals. Wait, the hyena Three. eats a zebra? The hyena eats a zebra. The, uh-huh. zebra, is, the zebra is dying. Yeah. And the, at night, the hyena rips off the deer, off, off the zebra's leg, which is all fucked up. And the zebra is dying even quicker, but still alive. And, and it's just very sad. alive, though. Like, it rips out its stomach and starts eating its organs, and then it dies. 
And then the orangutan's like, no. The orangutan is like, hey, chill. He's going to chill over here. And then the hyena goes to the orangutan, and the orangutan's like, I could take you, but it's never had to fight anything before because it's an orangutan that live by themselves in Borneo. In a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the, earlier in the book, they say how orangutans have the strength of 10 men. They do, but he also says that an orangutan has never had to fight anyone, so it does not know how to fight. So he just swats wildly, she swats wildly at the hyena, but, you know, all you do is bite them in the neck once and they're down. And then that's the end of hash browns, or whatever it's... Uh, I think it's, uh, I think <laughs> it's juice. scramble? Scrapple? Scrapple. Scrapple. <laughs> scrapple, the uh, orangutan. Well, and then it's just the hyena and the boy, and then he discovers, oh no, underneath this big tarp that I failed to realize is an 11,000-foot tiger. <laughs> 11,000 foot? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Godzilla tiger. It's a Godzilla tiger. It's very tall. <laughs> it's a huge boat there, and the lifeboat is perhaps bigger than the ship. They yes, started. yeah, yeah. It's the, size of, it's the size of the Chrysler building. <laughs> I don't think that's 11,000 feet either. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. I've never measured it. Have you? Touche. So then they, uh, the tiger is like, I'm going to go eat that hyena. And it kills that hyena. Wait. The hyena starts shit. The, when did the tiger show up? It was just there it was, it was hiding. Oh, under, that's right. It was, it was hiding under the tarp. And the kid's, like, yeah. the kid's like cowering away from the hyena because it's a fucking mean thing. And then Richard and Parker shows up. And suddenly the tiger is underneath his legs. He's like, oh shit, the tiger's been here the whole time. Yeah. I'm really not observant. <laughs> No, that, that's what he says. He says, I really, I should have noticed that. You should have noticed this <laughs> fucking huge tiger on this tiny boat. Doesn't he throw a, is this at the point where he throws the rat to the tiger? Or that's later, right? That's later, after the tiger kills the hyena. Oh, yeah. So then the tiger kills the hyena because, you know. Because the hyena sh- is there and the tiger's like, I'm going to start some shit. And it fucking just beasts him. Literally, because he's a beast. <laughs> yep. And then the rest of the book is him and the tiger hanging out. Yeah. In like a strange sitcom situation. It's like the odd couple. It's like, hey, but my side tiger. of the boat. You don't piss over here, tiger. And then he pees on his side. Yeah, but the kid, mentioned, the kid yeah. mentioned several times that he does not poop much. They keep talking about like... Neither of them do very much, yeah, but the kid... Like crazy dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. You and you don't much. eat enough. And not eating much. But they talk about like, yeah, I just didn't... He's like, later in the book, he's like, the, the pain in his stomach. Like, what am I feeling? What is this horrible thing? He's like, and then I defecated. <laughs> I hadn't done it for months. So I was like, oh my God, what? Months? It was, it was some absurd amount of time because he's barely I, getting any food. I think in hours. Hours. <laughs> I thought you said it's been it, almost double-digit hours, guys. An hour. Like, Crisis uh, mode. <laughs> it's been two hours. What's wrong with me? We're at DEFCON 1. I'm sorry. DEFCON number 2. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, he survives for, I think it's 227 days. On it's the, the longest line. time ever. Yeah. And is there another boat that comes along, like a raft or something? Do they switch boats? He gets, he gets a life raft. He ties it to the back of the boat. So, so he can hang out on the raft and the tiger's the boat because you don't want to hang out with the tiger. Is there the just mm-hmm. a bunch of rotting animals for 200 days? Well, the tiger eats them all. Yeah. I mean, he ate like all the zebra. I mean, the choice shots. I yeah. think, I think mm-hmm. the, the hyena eats a lot of it first. Wow. And, then, and then the tiger eats it. And then I think the kid just throws like, the scraps off because it's just going to rot and be really stinky. Yeah. And he has a, like, little ration things he discovers in the life. He has like a thousand biscuits. And 124 cans of water, or something like that. That's a lot of water. And, yet, and he also finds the uh, solar still things to get his own and he makes water. Little, he makes little tails that hang off the back of their raft boat combo. He becomes quite a little survivalist. And starts to learn how to fish and catches turtles. And he was a vegetarian. Shark Up until this point, he was vegetarian. And so he quickly renounces that. Yeah, there's not a lot of vegetables out there. Oh, look, a Whole Foods is just floating here in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it. When's he start tripping? The whole thing is the an acid trip. Whole the whole thing is an acid trip. <laughs> Once they introduced that god figure to him. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> there was never a boat. He actually did take a plane. <laughs> yeah, then he, he floats in the sea, and then um, there's a lot about him establishing dominance over a tiger. You've got to pee all over the boat, 
and you got to get real big and just yell at it. And the, and whistle, pisses the, whistle. Off, the whistle pisses off that tiger. Well, not just novel. pisses off the tiger, but because the tiger associates the whistle with feeling seasick, oh, yeah. then the whistle starts to be, you know, how we can establish dominance. It's a good thing tigers are fucking stupid, apparently. <laughs> Whenever he blows that whistle, I feel like I'm going to puke. Thanks, Skinner. I'm going to classically condition this tiger. This tiger's from the zoo. Does the kid know the tiger at all? It's a Dick Parker. Dick Parker, yeah. I mean, he knows it, or he just knows the name but of it? That's its name. It, it was, ra- it was raised in the zoo, so that's why also that it feared, like, it, like humans are its boss, and it knows, like, oh, shit, this thing is going to feed me. But they named it Richard Parker because the hunter who caught it was Richard Parker. And, but he got and the, the paperwork, paperwork got fucked up, and they named the tiger Richard Parker. And the hunter was named Tiny. <laughs> oh, it was Thirsty. <laughs> oh, Thirsty. Thirsty, because like he was, trying to dr- it was drink from, drinking from a river or a puddle or something. Not a dick. He was drinking from a dick. <laughs> I don't know. Richard Parker's a better name than Thirsty. It's far more formal. <laughs> more regal for a thing like a tiger. He's Dick Parker in the porno version. Dick Parker, yeah. Life of pie, but a different kind Part of Part two. <laughs> Life of cream pie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Life comes from cream pies. <laughs> Dick Parker. We were talking about that all day. <laughs> so yeah, so then they flounder around in the sea for a while. I mean, it's really not that exciting. Yeah. And then there's like random asides. It kind of goes back to the present day and Yen Martel's character is like, eh, I noticed he always... I think always you mean ha- Sweet Potato Martel. <laughs> Sweet Potato Martel. <laughs> uh, and he's always like, he, there's always food in his house and he's always making spicy foods that I was stupid and said I like spicy food. his colon. I'm just <laughs> shitting blood. <laughs> It's and, very spicy. And I thought his wife was making that for me, and I wanted to yell at her, but now it's just him. He's giving me that serious, serious He's just food. a dick. <laughs> I suffer, therefore you shall too. Every cupboard is filled with cans of food. Like, there's a random, and then, oh, look at this room. It's filled with idols to every religion ever, including Billy Idol. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. And those parts were kind of stupid. I mean, I understand what purpose they serve, but... Yeah. No, it's little interjections. Just kind of, like, make up to... The character of who he is now. And also, if you're an astute reader, you see like, oh, wow, look, even before he goes on the ship, there's the thing where it's like, he's got food everywhere. Like, why does he have food everywhere? Is there going to be a time when he didn't have food? Did he live through the Depression? And then you <laughs> figure out what There was a depression in Canada in the 80s that no one knows about. There has also been a depression in India since it started. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, Kinda Raj. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get more beers? We should get more beers. The answer is always yes. Good point. Um, so yeah, I uh, through the magic of editing, I've acquired three more beers. Uh, so we're going to start off with the uh, Something Mosaic, which is an IPA. It's 6.8%. Yes, it looks, it's the one that looks like orange juice again. Because mm. um, it's healthy. This one is hopped with Mosaic. Mos- it looks like an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> it smells fucking delightful. Yes, it's Mosaic, Mosaic, and Mosaic. Uh, so we've had a string of a couple beers where we use a similar malt base, but then we dry hop them differently. So we do one was something Citra, and this one's called Something Mosaic. So this is if like... Mosaic. If you the, like other, the other one would be like focusing on what Citra is. This one is just Mosaic. Yep, exactly. Okay. I mean, this is a very familiar IPA taste. Yeah, it's, it's a very popular IPA. I'm having a hard time flavor. naming what these flavors are. Like, something almost... It tastes like a not overly bitter IPA. The Fantastic Menu says, notes of berry and subtle papaya. There's a lot of different kinds of berry, and I don't know what a papaya tastes yeah, like. If only I'd ever <laughs> eaten a papaya in my life. <laughs> Is it like a is like a potato, Mike? It might be like a potato. <laughs> but I don't know if I heard that episode where I don't know what a pear tastes like. Uh, really? He's never had a pear, like a ripe pear in his life. He thought, like, they, they, were he thought they were like, they all taste like cardboard. Like, dude, it's they're not ripe. That's the episode where we talk about this. Um, it's like, I don't like pears. They just taste like potatoes. <laughs> like a wet potato. And then guys are like, you're a moron. Uh-huh. I feel sad All these you. bananas. You know those green fruit? <laughs> <laughs> green dick fruits? <laughs> it's so bitter and dry. Plantains. So, um... <laughs> Those are the bigger, blacker plantain oh, bananas. <laughs> Earthier. They're sweeter, it, when, they're sweeter when they're black. Is there something almost like, I don't want to say peppery. That's not the right word. 
Because I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a shit ton of berries. What Chuck Berry. The, <laughs> Chuck, yes. <laughs> Marvin Berry, his cousin in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't taste any pepper. No, I don't know what to kind of call that. I don't know what, pepper I Berry? I, I guess I have to eat papayas. I guess I have to find out what those taste Yeah, are. I don't know. Is, is that an orange one on the inside? It's a green on the outside. And like a, yeah. It has those like, big that, black seeds in the inside yeah, yeah. that look like pearls. They, they put them a lot in uh, uh, fancy drinks. Fruit punch. Like fruit for smoothie shit. Mm-hmm. Or, or at weird brunch things. Uh, By weird, really? I mean brunch things. Brunch yeah. is weird. It's just yeah. early lunch yeah. or late breakfast. Get over it. Yeah. It's really 95% of brunch is breakfast food. Mm. Yes. It's just that you could it's, also it, have a mimosa. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's socially it's, acceptable to drink at it's brunch. Br- breakfast with alcohol. Genius. It should be called alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call breakfast with alcohol at my house breakfast. <laughs> and I'll tell you, since my wife never listens what to this, there are days when I'm home alone, like during the week, like I have a day off, and I'll drop her off at the train, and it's like, 9.15 in the morning I'm like it's really hot I'm gonna have a beer yeah yep. it, it's October I mean you've already got your day started at that point I mean I'm ease into it yeah. technically if you're awake the day has started mm-hmm. I mean if I, it's, it's 12 o'clock somewhere you know 10 o'clock whatever time is socially acceptable by you <laughs> 10 o'clock 10 o'clock <laughs> if, if, you're at, if you're at brunch <laughs> exactly yeah brunch. people could be at brunch right now yeah. people do, right people now do yeah. br- like on uh, three day weekends people do brunch on the Monday like, why can't I do it? Like, maybe it's just my three-day But weekend. it's a Wednesday and I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, not eating wearing, eggs. Not wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a casual, business cash brunch. Very casual. The business is drinking. <laughs> so this is delicious. I don't know how to name that fruit flavor, but I'm going to trust you that's papaya. But it is very familiar. There's a, this is a, I see the mosaic in a lot of beer. Yeah. You know, write-ups. Did you say label. that the flavor is made up by a lot of other smaller flavors? It's made a tiny little one. Tiny little up together flavors, and make yeah. a picture of a bigger flavor. Yeah. That's what, that's what we strive for. <laughs> it's not the first time we've used that joke, by the really? way. Really? No, we already did it. Can we make like a Moses joke out of that somehow? Yes, a you can. Mosaic? Yeah, like this one lets its people go. <laughs> this commands you to drink it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen, Michael. <laughs> that's right, fifteen. 15. We've, often, we've often wondered about all the flavors. Okay. Wandered the desert, desert. Uh, for 40 mm, years. Drinking Mosaic. And he didn't make Lana it. Lana from the heavens. <laughs> The time it rained shitty bread. <laughs> like, hey, you can make it rain anything. You gave us shitty bread. Thanks, God. Dick. That's a good segue, actually, back to the book, where it's all about God making... Making shitty rain. Happen. It does rain flying fish. And then the tiger just eats them? It, yeah. And then the kid catches a bunch. And he beats the shit out of them until they're dead. Oh. Well, you don't want to eat live fish. You're not Gollum. That's how it's fresh. So then like, they land on a weird island. Well, there, there, a lot of stuff happens before the island, but it's all the same stuff. So, yeah, you can just kind of skip ahead. And they just, you know, then the tiger kind of got also, grumpy with me. They, the there's, a, cool. there's a storm, and he loses the life raft and all the stills, and he's just on the boat with the tiger, and all of his supplies are fucked. More fucked than a small boy on a tiger island boat. Tiger Should boat. Should be. Yeah. Tiger boat. <laughs> that was the working title of the book was Tiger Boat. <laughs> oh, and then it was Small Boy in a Tiger Boat <laughs> Island. And then he settled on Life of Pi. <laughs> it, it just flo- it flowed better. The title was way too literal. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, I don't, know. I don't remember any so of those details because I kind of skipped it. It lands on this island where there are a billion meerkats. So it's just floating in the middle of the timons, ocean. They're the timons, they're called. They are timons. So many timons. It's just fl- this sort of just lush for a jungle. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the characters from Lion King are appropriate right now. I mean, uh, the ones that were injured might have had a scar, but that's a bit for the Lion King. I don't think there were any tigers in Lion King. There were not. There were hyenas. Hyenas. There were, yeah. There there were, one Ed, of them was Whoopi Goldberg. My, yeah, lions, bonsai, and shanzi. I think, and, and Ed, right? And Ed, he was the special hyena. <laughs> <laughs> he was a low hyena. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or he was just really high. <laughs> he thought everything oh, was hilarious. Wasn't Cheech Marin the I, voice I, of no, them? That was Cheech. I think. I think he was Ed. No, no, no. 
No, Cheech was a uh, Bonsai. The one that wasn't Whoopi Goldberg that also was fast speaking. The Ed one was someone else. It's like Bobcat Goldblatt. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not him, but that kind of it was a voice. George Clooney. Not after he was his, after his success as like Turkey Number Eleven on South Park. That was Seinfeld. Was it Jerry Seinfeld? Was that? Yeah. Wasn't Turkey Number Three? Was uh, George Clooney? Uh, he like, was the the, uh, the, the heart bulldog? surgeon. Oh. Or he was Stan's gay dog, also. Yeah, was it, was it Gilbert Godfrey? Could be. Or no, no, he was in Aladdin. Yeah, he was Aladdin. He was Iago. Yeah. yeah, he had a large part. Iago. With, like, actual words. Yeah, my bad. And actual shouting. So anyway, <laughs> they, he sort of, right, so none of them finds right. an island of, like, lush jungle in the middle of the ocean. And it is a very, very strange place because there are a million meerkats living in the trees. In the, but the trees are still somehow just floating. It's not like he says it's like a, it's, like a, it's like a giant root ball. It's like a mangrove. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like in Florida, the mangrove. Which is Sorry. a great name for a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right. So you anyway. man in mangrove. <laughs> so there are a million meerkats. Life of guys. <laughs> Starring Dick Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a million meerkats. And Richard Parker can finally eat enough. And then he just goes out and explores the island. And the meerkats have no idea what a predator is, so they just get slaughtered wholesale. <laughs> Walk into yeah. its mouth. Fucking Richard Parker shows up just covered in blood and gore because they just stand there as he eats them. The other one's like, hey, cool, man. <laughs> it's like a bear and salmon during spawning season. It just, like, just reaches out and grabs them. Yeah. That's all he has to do. And they keep diving into those little pools, and fish just float up for everyone to eat. I don't know why he left. It sounded like a pretty sweet place. Well, well sounded pretty I mean, magical. Like teeth coming out of the leaf thing. Yeah, he right? sounded pretty magical, and then he like climbs he's, up into well, he, a he goes, tree. He goes back into the boat at night because he just feels safe there because he's been there for eleven years. <laughs> and eventually, he spends the night on the island, and he because all the meerkats run up into the trees at night, and he's like, "That's weird," because meerkats don't climb trees; they live in the plains of Africa. And then he finds out it's because the island is fucking carnivorous. Yeah, it's it like eats a people. Giant Venus flytrap. Because he finds uh, human teeth. Oh yeah, in, there's teeth in inside inside the like in, flowers. Yeah, in the flowers or in the tea or in the fucking fruit in the tree is yeah. full of teeth. Human teeth. And after that he gets Richard Parker and they get back on the boat and they get the fuck out of there. I'm getting out of here, but I'm taking my tiger. Come now. Cha cha. <laughs> and it runs out covered in meerkat debris. And he gets <laughs> he gets nice and fat again. And then they uh, float away until he lands in Mexico. Yep. And this is basically the end where and Richard Parker walks away into the jungle and doesn't even look back to say, Hey man. Peace out. And that's the thing that bothered him the most. Would you say that he doesn't even pause? <laughs> mm. I, I, I would say that, yeah. He gets whiskered away. Just, psh, you know. And Pi was feline not very well after that. What's it saying? He really showed his stripes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they could only have so much time together, perhaps a finite amount of time, which leads us to this next beverage, I think. Ooh, the next one available. <laughs> it's called Finite Element. <laughs> It's another IPA at 7.5%. It's a Citra Meridian and Belma. Uh, Belma, you don't see everywhere. I've never heard of that, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Meridian is a little less uh, everywhere. Uh, it's kind of more, Meridian's a little bit more of a honeydew melon kind of a flavor. Ooh. A honeydew melon is the least flavorful of melons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then... Uh, and so everything is a honeydew melon flavor. Mm-hmm. And then Citra is, you know, Citra. Which, what would you say Citra tastes like? Grapefruit. Oh, okay. Fruit and melon. This is, deli- this is really nice. It's lovely. I actually I do get the melon flavor. Maybe um, only because you put it into my head, but... I forget. Nobody here likes sours, necessarily. I'm okay with sours, some of them. It what? depends on how sour. But I want to say you, Nate, don't like IPAs? 
generally. No. But the ones I've had here have been okay because okay. they're not just like, let's see how much I D- can make you fucking dirty, bitter. Yeah, dirty sock in the mouth kind of thing. It's just okay. like, Ugh. yeah. The, I but think they've it, been. I, I think IPAs are maybe the pendulum is swinging back, yeah, and it's, it's not just like, let's see how fucked up I can be. There's like two different types of IPAs. There's the uh, that bitter West Coast malty thing, which I think generally when someone says, "Oh, I don't like IPAs," that's what I think they mean. Like, yeah, because the the New England like ones have all been yeah. great. Every New England one I've yeah. had have been like, "This is much closer to like." It's, 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 I don't want to say it's closer to a Belgian. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's, I it's, it's a little it's a little more fruity. It's swinging and, that it's, way, yeah. a little a little more. Fr- the esters are uh, fruitier, um, and so it's swinging more that way for you. And then, um, yeah, so I do swing that way. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I definitely swing towards the. Uh, Swinging around a mangrove. <laughs> so are those the two? You're saying there's a West Coast, and then is that essentially an East Coast thing? Is are we getting into a 1990s rap? Yeah, uh, yes. Soon there will be all bodies. About, all about Pac. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's how it started, though. Is like the Alchemist. I think is probably the one that gets a lot of credit for starting that New England style IPA, uh, where it's really hazy, not as bitter, uh, a little more fruity. Um, and so he kind of or he, they and John Kim Kimmicher or something like that. Yeah. Kind of we did, we did them a few uh, when we did the Alchemist. We got five of their beers. Oh yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> man! You must have drove. I went to Stowe for a weekend, okay. and yeah. I went with my uh, my wife, my in laws, you know, with both her parents and her sister and uh, her boyfriend. And we just me and the boyfriend divided like there's a limit per person what you could buy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm buying three persons limit yeah. of everything. And they're like, that's a lot of beer, but here it is. <laughs> and then it filled up every refrigerable thing in my house. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I still haven't been up there. I know he's opened uh, like a new spot there, and I know he was like doing um, like he contracted out. I think some of it. So like that's how you can now see like Hetty Topper uh, like in bars randomly here and there, or even, for like fifteen dollars yeah, a can, and even like Focal Banger, you can find it around. It's like fo- even like four years ago, it'd be like, oh my god, I need this for fifteen dollars. Yes. Yeah. And I, but now I'm lot. like, I'm just gonna go up the street and get it for thirteen. <laughs> It's yeah. You rarely if you go to like a like a really savvy beer spot, mm. they mail they will have it from time to time. But if you go to Stowe, Vermont, it's like every place that sells anything, mm-hmm. they have either Heady Topper or a Heady Topper product. Yeah. Like yeah. here, do you want a Heady Topper cheese? Okay, it's called Chetty Topper. I definitely want it. <laughs> yeah, so and they make cheese too. <laughs> well, uh, people will buy it buy and then it. they'll use it. Do you want Heady Topper candles? So they're the okay. source of the entire economy of Vermont. H- they're Topper the LeBron rice. James of uh, Stowe, Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> so they, moved, they, they ditched and moved to LA. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the New England style, like even five years ago, wasn't commercially around, and now it's definitely... Yeah, I never, I never remember like last year or so, you it. see it a lot now. Yeah, so now there's like a, a, I don't know what I'll call it, a backlash against the New England, and it's where people are doing like the Brett, uh, not the Brett, uh, anyway, it's a clear IPA where they're using... Clear? Oh, yeah, like non-hazy. Not, non- like, not like colorless. No, it's, it's not Crystal Pepsi. Yes, the it's IPA. Sprite, not Zima. <laughs> it's pretty close to clear, though, and they're That's using uh, like champagne yeast, so it's like a fizzy clear IPA. It's like super dry, but no hot haze. Yeah, exactly. I haven't actually had one yet, but so that's like the next thing. Uh, the other thing that was out for a minute was um, glitter IPAs. Did with glitter in it? But Mariah yes. Carey made it or something? Yeah. When you poop, it looks like diamonds? I haven't, I haven't had one yet of those either. I, uh, there, why I, do they call it I think glitter? you're messing with it, us. It, it literally has like a food-grade glitter in it. What? Yeah. So I thought you were making... No. I, I made a terrible joke no. thinking it was... A, what? No. no. Goldschlager, the beer? No. So there's oh, some places that are doing it. Uh, I haven't seen it anywhere in New York City yet. <laughs> that <laughs> it, sounds... It's like one of those things that if I see it, I'm like... Okay, I'm gonna buy it because that like the uh, fireball equivalent of uh, of beer. Yeah, Which is, it's just for douchey bros and 19 year old girls. Yeah, like you see the video. I've seen videos online. I'm like, oh, I guess it looks like a beer with a bunch of glitter in it. Why? I don't want that. Yeah, so that uh, 
doesn't seem to have caught on, but this other thing seems like Thank maybe God. it will. I don't know. I haven't well, tried we've it. Gotta yet. find a book to do that for then. The uh, glitter or glitter, the, the novelization. <laughs> the novelization of glitter. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I bet takes, it exists. Anything that takes place in the in like Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> you just have to find somebody that made it. I know that someone up in Buffalo did it. Oh, that's a quick nine-hour drive. Yeah, and for I know, a glitter beer. <laughs> and I think it also was—it's like a Korean restaurant that also brews or something like that. So oh, that, that's that the closest makes one I know all of. The sense. We could do Push because <laughs> Mariah Carey was in Precious, based on the novel Push by was Sapphire. She, in that? Yeah, she was a social worker. Yes, that was oh. the most depressing movie. I've yeah, that watched. was that was like a relentless gut punch, and then at the end you get AIDS. Yep, yep. just like you know. I yeah. watched that right after I moved here. I was like, oh, I live in Harlem. I should watch a Harlem movie. <laughs> <laughs> watch, that, watch that with my girlfriend. I was like, uh, I need to go take a shower. <laughs> like this, I need to peel a hole in my skin with a cheese grater. This is rough. I'll never be clean again. Yep. Do you ever see the, uh, there's an episode of The Office where in Michael's oh, car the, they're the listening to the audiobook of the novelization of Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So many layers. Yeah, that, that wasn't a fun. It's not a good introduction to Harlem at all. Oh, it was rough. Yeah, <laughs> got to watch something else to like balance that out. What else takes place in Harlem? I watched Luke Cage. Har- I watched Luke Cage Harlem is pretty good. Shuffle after that. Uh, I have watched Luke Cage. Luke Loose Cage. No, that's the porn different, different movie. Uh, <laughs> Luke Cage. Yeah, I've watched that. I've is that Johnny Cage's brother? Day. Yes, it is. Nick Cage. Oh, how many cage? There's a lot of cages. There are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? So this is. That was. I drank mine and you took my cup. That was another hazy thing. So are you guys switching to doing more of those? You're just kind of doing whatever you feel like here? As in, are we making more hazy IPAs? Yeah, I mean, it seems uh, to be more of them now than a few months ago. Uh, no, I mean, no, I was going to say, I think we generally have been doing that. Like, it's definitely more than we were doing, like, four years ago when we first opened. But I'd say in the last year, sorry, in the last year, we've definitely been doing a lot of the New England-style IPAs. So it seems like we've done more Pilsner, Lager, Kolsch, and, like, barrel-aged stouts lately, though. So that might be it, too. So, like, mm. there's less IPAs around because we're doing other stuff. Barrel-aged is my favorite. Barrel-aged stouts are my favorite. Mm. Though when we were at McKellar NYC, the guy was in there, like, He loves Kolsch, Which, it has that umlaut over the O. Shouldn't you pronounce that stupidly, then? Kolsch. Um, I thought, the, I thought, I I thought no the umlaut means it makes it a strong oh. form of whatever letter it is. Oh, so it's like cool. Oh. Well, I'll tell you from years of singing in chorus in college, which I did. Chorus that no, <laughs> that normally <laughs> you like you essentially chorus. like the way we were taught to, and this might just be because it makes you pronounce it close in a singing variety, singing setting versus like actually how you would speak in Germany. It's like how that the Spice like, Girls sound American you'd when they like, sing. You'd like basically like <laughs> make like a different vowel shape with your mouth and then say the other sound. So like, like Kielsch, and you sound like an idiot. And then he was like, yes, that's what I want you to sing. So that's all I know. And the guy seemed to understand German. I feel like Kolsch sounds more German, but that's because I'm basing it on nothing. Not American? Yeah. It seems like it would goose step across Belgium that way. It definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I noticed Sam at McKellar said Kolsch. And then uh, Ethan at Rockaway was like, yeah, ESB. And I'm like, I, I drink a because you I he always mm-hmm. asks yes, like, yep. what do you drink the most of and I'm I'm like I definitely drink the most of our sours because they're the lower ABV but what I want to drink the most of is our IPAs like especially the it's hard to pound nine yeah yeah because you die my girlfriend asks questions when I'm like I'm on my six one <laughs> so uh, I don't get to do that anymore <laughs> but uh, yeah so uh, four sours and then she just looks at me and scolds. Isn't that uh, the love? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, dear. 
but uh, I thought you would have liked this it's triple It's my IPA. job. <laughs> I have to do this. I worked there in product testing. It's like you left four hours ago. I don't care. <laughs> They'll fire me if I don't do it. Putting in OT. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, I wouldn't say, like, it, we've upped our production of everything. So we've upped our production also of, like, lager, Pilsner, like, all that lighter stuff. And, like, uh, if you follow the industry, they're all, everybody's like, the trend is that everybody's, like, Instead of just making all these IPAs, we'll make now other stuff. And I want to be like, well, the trend is we all opened four to five years ago, and we needed a bunch of money. And so we made a bunch of IPA because that's what everybody's buying. And now we can finally be like, cool, let's make some other stuff. Yeah, that like, makes sense. So, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Like, we're not like, oh, the industry needs us to make that. It's also we're kind of like... a chicken like, and the egg thing. Yeah, I don't, we don't want to make four IPAs a week. Like, that kind of gets old in six years. You guys made a shit ton of different IPAs, though. Yeah, we, we, we do. I think that's the way the uh, owners would say it. I'm still waiting for that uh, fat mango to come back. Uh, dude, uh, we're canning it next week? God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Second time. I, th- I believe that's right. I, I want to say it's next week it's coming out. It's either oh, next, week, next, you know, like the 12th or the 20th or something like got that. Got a few months off. You can come back. Yeah. Nobody knows that. It's, I want to call it my favorite beer we've done. I think you said some the last time you're like, yeah. you were hoping that would come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited by that. We've, we have some beers I like, but that one's like, uh, went so fast and I was like, flipped tables over and screamed. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever get to meet Eric, that doesn't seem like his MO. No, the calmest <laughs> man I've ever met. Make me more. <laughs> Need my mango drink. <laughs> mango, I think it's drank. Mango drank. drank. That's true. It's, drank. it's pronounced drank. It's, it's got drink. an umlaut on it. <laughs> over the A. <laughs> it's, a it's an umlaut over an I. It's a drank. <laughs> Like an eh sound. Like a, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do so, I ask about allegories and all that stuff yet? Well, we've got to talk about the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, like we're right there, but I'm with you. It's the big reveal. So, okay, so... uh the big reveal. Pi gets rescued, basically. His, he drifts on to, into Mexico. Yeah, into Mexico, and then he, like, and then they realize like, that he's been shipwrecked. And ice separates him from his parents. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, that already... <laughs> nature did that. Other country. <laughs> not trying to get into the United States. Let's go right to Canada. Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's America light. He gets rescued, <laughs> and while he's in the hospital recovering, some representatives from the Japanese-Korean... It was a Japanese-owned ship, but the crew was entirely Chinese. Chinese. Because they, so, out, they outsourced like we do. So anyway, the yeah. owners send some people to go talk to him because he is the only they go to, to go talk to Pi because he is the only survivor of the of the ship. Yeah. He's the only one, and so he talks to them for a while and tells them the whole story of how you know he there were these he he they just dumped the the sailors dumped him off the boat and then he took in all these animals like the orangutan and the hyena and the zebra and the and the tiger and then he's and then he talks tells them about how he survived with the tiger for something like eight months two hundred twenty seven days two, yep something like eight months and then he tells them his whole story. And then after he tells them the story, they talk to each other for a minute and they come back and they say, we don't so believe you. <laughs> Some of this is a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> is that how they talk? Very, dram- very dramatically. <laughs> oh no. Oh, so does. <laughs> I took Japanese. It's cool. I know this. <laughs> Superashi. It means well this done. Is not, this is not <laughs> well superashi. Like super. Like you want your hamburger well done. It no, it's like you did a good job. Okay. When I was in class, they'd be like, we had to start every class in uh, junior year of high school. And we're like, all right, one person every day. And there was nine kids in Japanese class. To say, like, whatever the traditional Japanese starting of class thing is. And you'd be like, everyone stand up. Everyone bow. And now sit down. You'd say that, those directions in Japanese. And if you said it well, with, like, good timing, the sensei would be like, oh, Michael-san, superashi. Arigato. <laughs> sit down. You'd not make eye contact. It was great. I learned a lot. And occasionally we get to eat food. It was really, I learned a shit ton. Well, do you remember nice. stand, sit, bow? 
Um, Chuck Sucky was one of them. And uh, Kiditz was like either attention or like stand up. And then like Chuck Sucky was like bat, take a bow. And then I forget what sit down was. Maybe Ren. And then my was the term for like the pause between. And because I was also a music nerd, people who are musicians have excellent my. So do you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I just want to play guitar and, and like get a girl to touch my penis eventually. <laughs> that would be super One day, super achi. Arigato. Kurasai. And jabodas. So I forget where we were. So Sorry. anyway, the uh, <laughs> Japanese representatives tell Pi, we don't believe you. Because his story's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it, it completely. It's, it's an, an asinine tale. Stuff. That was, it's a zebra, not an ass. But anyway. Ooh. Um, oh, oh, yes. What about a zonkey? That's a real thing. That is, you know, half zebra, half donkey. Zebra donkey. So, donkey. <laughs> so anyway. And then he's like, well, how about this How version? about this story? And then he just tells them an entirely different story. This one, completely horrifying. Like and you're going to have to help me remember all the details about I it. I think you know what will help us remember it is this beer. That's never been said before. <laughs> Only on the Drunk Guys Book Club. And this is Spirit of the Dead watching because right. they're voyeurs. And there are definitely going to be some I dead like people in this next story. Ooh, that smells fantastic. This is only 12%. Oh, only 12? Only. Oh, that is delicious. Oh, dear God. That's heavy. I feel like coming out of my pores instantly. Yeah. It's like milk. Sweating it out. <laughs> Sweating balls here. It says just an imperial stout. It is a really good one. Now, is this in any way related to the um, Between the Dead, the other no. crazy stout? No. So the Between the Dead is our barrel-aged Harambe. Never forget. Uh, never forget. So the Spirit of the Dead <laughs> is completely different beer. Uh, I mean... It's made with real bits of Gorilla, though. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, made of Harambe. between the dead's only ten percent. <laughs> Spear of the dead, twelve percent. That's because they're past dead. Yes, and the stronger alcohol. They've yeah. been left to sit longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the they're, fer- the they're fermenting. It's distilled. I don't know. I don't even know where the names come. It's there's so many cemeteries in Glendale and in Queens in general. So both of these are plays off of. There's a ton of cemeteries here. I, so I feel like we had this one last time because I remember the fruit leather abyss of darkness. Being that's pretty extreme. That's an amazing. And I think we were like, oh, it'd be a good name of a beer and or a band. Uh, Oh yeah, we talked about that. Fruit leather abyss of darkness. So you guys might have had this before. Before you forgot that you had. That's a thousand beers ago. Yes, (laughs) it is a lot of beers ago. It's a a thousand beers. Um, It's still delicious. Thank you. It is still. I don't know what toffee tastes like. Frankly, toffee. Yeah, there's one that's caramel toffee. Yeah, boiled caramel or fried caramel. It's sugar. Old people can dark sugar. Werther's? It's the stuff yeah. that makes your teeth fall out Werther's. when you chew it. A hint of Werther's and uh, grandma. <laughs> this tastes uh, like grandma. It actually tastes better than that, I should say. This is actually, and it's very sweet, but not too much. It's I not, like this. It's not syrupy. That's it's not yeah. sugar. It's not as heavy yeah. as Imperial Stouts can be. Mm. Some of them are like molasses, the beverage. Yeah. It's like, it's sticking. <laughs> this is really uh, nice. Really. And there is like just a hint of like a roasted kind of like flavor in there, so it's not like burnt coffee that you taste a lot of the time. Yeah. There's but there's a, enough there's of something, hint. so it's like, it's not, there's like something balancing out the sweetness. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, you can... Am I trying to say, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I should say. Well, no, so it's the malt, again, that you're using. You can use a ton of that dark malt, or you can use a little bit of it, and then use some of the lighter malt. And if you use the lighter malt, then I think you don't end up having like an overly sweet beer. It also depends on how long you boil it. So you can have like a four-hour boil or a 12-hour boil, and that's going to affect some of the sugar, but also like the ABV of it, so... I want to say this is a little bit longer boil than normal for us, but I don't think we went crazy on it. I don't think we went crazy on the. Is there malts. is there an upper limit on boils? 
<laughs> no, there's been some crazy ones. Like, oh, I did a 12-hour boil or whatever. It's there's, like, no, there's no, like, 36-hour boil. Not that I know of. I, but on I mean, Earth, it's not just here. We could do it. Let's, let's try what, it. What, what would happen? It's crazy enough to work. I mean, like, I guess what would happen is eventually the water boils off, and then you just got, like, this sugar thick, laying on the bottom. Big caramel ed- Edible beer. Yeah. So you'd out, you would be boiling and then just constantly adding more water, which kind of defeats the purpose of a boil. I think the longest one I've heard of is, like, an 18-hour. And it's four, three and four, and one, or whatever, like normal. Um, so, so the boil is to get rid of excess water. Yeah. Which it's also to like break down certain Break down, compounds. but also but to get rid of. Yeah, basically. Because okay. you, you take like the, the grain, and you filter hot water through it to mm-hmm. flush out all the sugar, and then you boil that down to like the amount you want to yeah, ferment. So then the water is evaporating, but the uh, little sugars are hanging out. I know in, um, for like home brewers, 60 minutes is the standard boil time. Yeah. Though I've read in the McKellar beer book that the guy boasting about his weird experiments, he said he once made a 24-hour boil. <laughs> but he's a weird guy. He makes weird beers. He might have just done that at his house. I like know. an IPA? Uh, I think it was a stout. He said it tasted uh, like cake. Yeah, that sounds right. Oof. I think there's also, I mean, I don't know enough about the chemistry, but I think there's something that happens to like, was it like Mali, Mallard reaction or something like that? There's a word I've only read. I don't know how to say it. I'll just say it Frenchly. Mallard. It's Maillard. Yeah, there you go. That the darkness... There's something that happens there from heat, exposure, and something delicious. I don't know. I never understood it because chemistry is hard, and I don't science, know. The science is difficult, man. Well, last time we were here, we talked about the science. You did mention <laughs> a science or two. <laughs> yeah. There was science happening. Um, so with this book, with the story that he follows up The real with, story. Yeah, he follows up is with the story. Is it the real story? It's the well, real story. Okay, well, well, let's tell the story first and then talk about whether it was real or not. So right. the real story is that the zebra was actually an injured Chinese sailor. With a they threw him out of the boat, and leg. he landed in the boat and broke his leg and got all fucked up. And the orangutan was his mother, Pai's, Pai's, mom. Pai's mom. Pai's mother. She floated over and hung out. And then the uh, hyena was, was a French cocksucker who ate people. Yeah, was a, was a sailor. Like a, he was, was a ship, French, ship's cook. Yeah, he was the ship's cook. And then Richard Parker, the tiger, is Pai. Well, he never... Does he ever, like, well, he doesn't say that specifically. No. He's like, what he says is he tells the story about how, well, actually, it was... We floated for a while. It was four of us in the boat. Or it was three of us in the boat. No, it was, it was four. four of us in the boat. First, the uh, injured sailor who was dying, and then he died. Well, yeah, before I know was, the French was, guy's like, let me take slowly. that leg and use it as bait to get oh, fish, because yeah, yeah, okay. I haven't eaten in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, well, a he's thousand biscuits. <laughs> he needs snacks. And then... a charcuterie plate. And then the injured sailor dies... Like the zebra. And the... Uh, the Frenchman no, the Frenchman him. eats him perhaps well, he, before he dies. He dies. And then the mother sees the French guy eating the meat as opposed to using yeah, for bait. Because like, he's going to cut him up. up. Mm-hmm. And then, because he was going to just cut him up and use him for bait. But he, he was like eating dr- the age, Like drying the meat and curing it to eat. Mm-hmm. And then the French... And then the French cook goes crazy and kills the mother. Yeah, she tries to fight him. But because she has never fought living in the zoo, she can't actually fight the guy. Mm-hmm. And he cuts her head off. And he's a big dude. Yep. But he's such a big fat dude, but he needs to eat every 47 minutes. And then Pi kills the cook. Right, because the tiger kills the hyena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Pi the becomes the tiger. Killed like his mother. And so this is, this thing this is the last like five pages of the book, you know. And, and so, and then Pi tells the story about how, you know, he, it was actually all these people and then they all died and he was the only one left, uh, left on the boat. And then he tells them, well, which story would you rather believe? Which, which story the, which would you want? Which is the better want? story? Yeah, which is the better story? And then it kind of leaves it there. And well, the Japanese like, yeah. guys are like, I like that animal one better because uh, cannibalism, not so cool. <laughs> that's a big I mean, counter. we'll eat a live squid and that's shit, but not that's that. That's Koreans. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. Well, you ever saw that? Old boy? Old boy, yeah. yeah that was you like, have to put the chopsticks into the squid 
and wrap it in a certain way and then shove it as far down in your throat as you can. Otherwise, it fucking latches on and crawls back out and you suffocate. Which old boy? The, the real original one. one. Not the, the, the one. new shit one. Not the shitty Dennis Quaid one? No, no, no it was like it was Josh Brolin. Josh, Josh Brolin and one of the... The, the only good acting Olsen twin. The Olsen twin. The Olsen triplet. Yeah. There's another Olsen? She's the younger Olsen. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's Elizabeth. also uh, she's a Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. Also looks Where's like that? a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> she's, not, she's not one of the twins. She's the younger sister. Wow. But yeah, you got to put the whole squid in your mouth and swallow it before it can escape. It's I really think fucking I remember gross. remember that. Yeah. It's, it's difficult the first thing to watch. he does when he gets out of the... Uh, yeah. And like, he actually ate it in the, yeah. In the, yeah, in it's the real. game. Yeah, it's real. But it's a real thing they do. Hmm. Japanese will probably do it too, but I don't know yet. Anyway, so uh, this is like, and then the book kind of ends. And, you know, which, which in order sort of leaves the reader with the question, which story was real and which story do you prefer? There's no fucking question which story was real. Yeah, one it, of them is real. It has to be the one with the people. Yes. Killing each other. Because he, didn't, he didn't live with a tiger for eight months. No, and there's no reason why he would even tell that story if it wasn't real. Yeah, why would he just like, let me just make something else up. Uh, I don't know, maybe my mom was a monkey and that got eaten by a tiger and that was cool. A hyena, excuse me. So who was the tiger? Sorry. He was the tiger. Uh, he's the tiger. He's the tiger. He killed the hyena, which okay, was the cook. So in his thing, he added an extra character. He was the, in the animal yeah. thing. He yeah, he was that. on his own. All that time with the tiger, it was just him hanging out, right. pissing in corners of the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating sea turtle. No, tiger, that's my corner. And he just peed everywhere. So uh, because, you know, in the last five pages, the author changes the entire story. You know, changes what you think was happening with this. The whole, like, a whole, like, 250-page book of being alone on a boat with a tiger suddenly becomes an entirely different thing. And that really changes what the book is about. I think that's what makes the book so popular, is this whole idea. The twist ending. Well, it's not like he's M. Night Shyamalan, but the the idea, like, oh, things aren't what they seem. And and it's 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 this this crazy allegory and fable kind of business for the, the darkness and people and animals are better. So I, so I think it was really popular. I think it was a big part of it. Yeah, but I, I'm, I guess I want to know more about the allegory and the... Like, like what is it? Right yeah, now? like, what's going on? Like, what's the tiger represent? What's a orangutan? I mean, there's that whole thing about how when he's doing all the religion stuff at the beginning and he asks all the time, like, what's the better story throughout? Yeah. Like, these things are so cool and they're interesting. Like, oh my God, it's magic. Ah. And so he tells his own well, part of it, I think the moral of the story is that you get to tell your own story, right? You get to tell your story how you want to tell it. Well, he and did, but nobody believed it. Well, he actually convinced the Japanese guys. Oh, I mean, well, they a didn't believe that they it was real. Really they're just it. like, they're oh. like, we'll put that in the report. Okay. Sayonara. They took it. They bought it. Like, yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't think they bought it. I think they were just willing to say like, okay, this wasn't our fault. So you <laughs> were in a book by yourself. We'll leave other parts out. And this is a real huge He didn't downer. mention his lawyer once, Hideki. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they believe that he lived with a tiger. But, I mean, like, this story is presented as a story that's, like, it'll make you believe in God or yep. whatever, right? And then at the end of it, I'm like, uh, wait, so that, that's, that's where I read it differently, Yeah, was that this story is so fantastical. Like, if you can believe this, then anything's really possible. <laughs> you can believe this, and you can believe some <laughs> okay. shit about an ancient Jewish carpenter that's a, yeah, in a that's place a with no twist. trees. So that's why, yeah, everyone's like, I don't believe in God. And I was like, I thought that it was fantastical stories are more fun than the real thing and you believe in it and have a great time and why not that is why a not super cynical yeah it was like take wow. like well, my that's, take, that's how i yeah that's i me. was like oh if you can do this you can yeah i don't man your view is harsh my view i like, like it though i was thinking more in the terms of like oh you know thinking from polly's perspective right because he's the guy who's telling the story that'll make you believe in god if you endured such a thing, how could you not look at him like, oh, that was the hand of, you know, like the footsteps in the sand story, you know, like yeah, that was I mean, the like, hand of God there. He, he survived by the hand of God or whatever, but, yeah, but the rest of it was just 
killed like his mom's murderer. I'm like, that, yeah. that doesn't make me believe he in stabbed a Frenchman to death. God, a fat Frenchman. Yeah. That fat bitch. That ate people. <laughs> oh. It was not bone. It was Gerard Depardieu <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> nice. He was, yeah. It was? Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Gerard perfect casting. I think, I mean, it made me think, as I was thinking about it, um, recently, uh, I spoke, a friend of mine, he has a family member on like, his side, his grandfather, and his wife's grandfather, both Holocaust survivors. And one of them came out of that extremely religious. And the other one came out extremely atheist. It's like, how could you go through that and believe in a God? And the other guy's like, how can you believe in that and live and not believe in it? Yeah, it and that's sense. what I was thinking about as I read this book. Like, what kind of a, like, this is that kind of an event for some person, perhaps? That's what, that's what I took out of it. Like, oh yeah, I went through this crazy ordeal and survived, therefore I believe in a God. But he was also super religious before he even got on the boat, yeah. so I don't know if that's the right way to go with it either. There's, there's no way the events of this story would not affect you one way or the other. True. Yeah. But he's also like batshit crazy then yeah, if he was, thinks that yeah. his mom was an orangutan. orangutan. I feel like he knows that it's not true, but it's something like, it was like PTSD. Like you choose to, that's how it's a coping mechanism. Like if you go through the rest of your life thinking, I watched my mom murdered by a Frenchman on a boat and I killed him when I was a child, it's going to fuck you up. And he said, oh, I live with a tiger and I pooped off the side of a boat once in a while. That's much better. You can live a happy Canadian life. I mean, shouldn't his mom have been like a peacock or something? Why an orangutan? I think well, she was never said she was a looker. <laughs> she had very long arms. <laughs> I think it's because she was like a like an uh, an animal she'd he'd known at the zoo for uh, a long time. Okay. It was Makes like something sense. he was familiar with, and she was protective. Tiger zoo, uh, orangutan. Like a friendly, nice, protective animal he'd known for his whole life. Well, the whole thing with the tiger is that as a child, the tiger, the dad showed him the tiger. Like, look how terrible animals can be. And then it was also kind of hinted throughout: people are also animals, and animals Especially in zoo. French people. Well, the animals in the zoo see the humans as people, but they also see them as animals, and like that sort of duality: like humans are people, but they're also animals at the end of the day. I think that was part of the they're smart animals. fable too. Some of them. Well, we're, you know, we're animals that wear pants. Dog wear pants sometimes. <laughs> only when you make them wear them and you live in Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> they only wear capris. <laughs> but was there any hint before the very end? Was there any hint that when he was on the boat, when he was on the raft or whatever, that it wasn't real and that it was actually no, just... I'm no, not that careful of reader, I guess, because no I didn't get it. But, I mean, it's, he, it's an unreliable narrator because he's telling the story. So he's not like going to lace it with clues about how he made everything up because this is so fucking horrible he had to make something else up. So then what was the island? The island of eight people. What was that about? I don't, I don't, know. I don't know if there was a direct <laughs> metaphor for everything that happened to him. Well, that's well, stupid. There was also the part, then? We didn't talk about it, but there was the part where he he's like blind because he's been oh, without food for so yeah, long. Yeah, and, the, and then and the there's tiger like, the other guy. No, and he and he like well, and he somehow runs into they're, another they're shipwreck person. Yeah, exactly. They're both blind, and they're just talking about how much they want. They think about meat and they dream about meat. And then something happens to him. Does he kill him? Or no, the, the guy crawls on board and the tiger kills oh, the him. The tiger him. eats him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So was that another Which fucking random guy? He yeah. killed him. I mean, I, I think, I think, I think that it's just part of the tale. Maybe it's like a metaphor for his wanting someone to talk to or just he's so alone. Or to eat. Yeah, he's just hungry and he's alone and someone finally comes up and he realizes, no, he'll never have someone else and that tiger eats him. Like, so you I, think I, I, a I, real person? I don't, know, I, don't think, I, don't think there's a, I don't think there's a one-to-one representation for everything in the, in the story. At there first there was. There must be. Why must there be? Because it's otherwise it's fucking stupid and inconsistent. Well, it's, How could you do it only part of the time? Story. Of course, but then it falls apart then if it's not consistent. It, it doesn't fall apart. Of course it does. Why? If the whole story is like, things aren't what they seem, if well, then they need to seem like something else. And you can't just be like, that doesn't seem like anything because I just pulled it out of my fucking tiger ass. Well, he sat by himself for eight months. He probably had time to make some shit up. Yeah, he's feverishly, he was a teenage boy. He feverishly masturbated on that boat. It just came out like dust, though. It's Dehydrated. Not, there's no calories in him. Using that <laughs> salt water lube. It burned. I, I, it, if things don't have a one-for-one ratio, it totally falls apart for me. I, I don't think it needs a direct I mean, sometimes thing, stuff everything. just happens, but you would think that if he added in, the, oh, we're both aligned and my tiger ate him, it's like, that's got to mean something. But I, like, I don't think he came across another man in the sea that he murdered. Matter. 
people's teeth and plants. It's got to mean something. But I'm like, uh, it's it, again, it's Maybe kind just of a complex metaphor for death. It, it again ties back to our Moby Dick, where I'm like, I kind of need a shaman to walk me through this book and be like, this is what this means. And then yeah, yeah, like because I don't get it. The book Sherpa. The book Sherpa <laughs> is like, oh, I just thought it was a boy talking about a tiger or whatever. <clears throat> Drunk book Sherpas. That's what we are. We, they're not the most trustworthy. I would say we're no. not the best. We might leave you at base camp. Let's go on a fucking journey. <laughs> we might stay at base Grab camp. Grab your beers. We're going up this mountain. <laughs> It'll be fine. Shut the fuck up. Uh, have you guys read the uh, any other Yan Sweet Potato Martel's books? Thank you for more? using his full name. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not. I actually just bought another one. I got the one that came out right before this. No, right after it. Beatrice and Virgil. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. I've, I've, read, read I've read that one, and I've read the High... Mountains of Portugal. That just came out. It's like two years ago. Yeah, so I read. Those well, are the only two that have come out since like five. Okay, away. so I've read all. I've read all this stuff. And spoiler alert: they all have orangutans. <laughs> well, it, they're the most fun animal. Is there like they're my favorite animal? Is there a symbolism about orangutans that I don't know? Well, they're the animal whose I know name they, is closest to the word orange, which is the color sure. of a tiger. OJ. And I know they, you know, are and OJ live, kill people. They live solitary lives, close to human they're, DNA. They're, and they're primates, actually, they're, in terms of primates, they're actually pretty, de- pretty distant, more distant than chimpanzees or gorillas. Yeah, except gingers. Gingers are more close to orangutans. <laughs> <laughs> they have no soul. Neither do orangutans, <laughs> according to the church. Um, so which, yeah, like which it, church? Orangutans. Monkeys and all in general are like a definitely a theme in all of his books. So that's cool. Maybe he's a huge sweet fan of Dunstan checks orange. in. That's yeah. sweet they are. Uh, yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on his other book because re- well, that one's one a do that. short, quick read. It's like yeah, it's really brief, 200 pages or something like that. It's like and one, it's another allegory thing. 100. percent And it's like one shit. One shit. <laughs> depends on the shit. Well, how I much, might be knock it out tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank I mean, Thanksgiving shit. It depends on how much meat you eat, but yes, it's a one shit. Pork for four days. If I ate a Japanese sailor or whatever, I could read the entire book. Uh, do I have to ask a question? Is Pi a bitch? Pi uh, is not a bitch. No. You know what? Richard Parker's not a bitch. Richard yeah. Parker is Pie's also not pie? a bitch. Well, hold on. If you're going to go back to saying that they're not the same, everything's not one for one, then arguably, Pi is a bitch. But Richard pie, Parker's uh, not but, a bitch. But Pi survived well, they both survived. by himself. Yeah. Regardless, either story you want to believe, they both survived. Yeah. Mm, that's true. I guess and Pi took care of Richard Parker. And there was some murder. Richard Parker would have died without Pi. So what kind of a bitch move is that to yeah. help the guy that almost ate you? Sometimes, you know, you need a friend. Life of Pi. That's <laughs> <laughs> the tagline. I guess he's not a bitch. No, he's not a bitch. He survived for eight months at sea by himself. We would all have been dead in two days. <laughs> yeah, I was uh-huh. like, uh, having a hard time getting <laughs> through this. <laughs> like, I better just kill myself. I don't want to start fishing. Like, why isn't the fan closer? <laughs> <laughs> We have to walk over to the beers? <laughs> Plus, we're all way too pale to live in the yeah. Pacific Ocean in the sun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he he does briefly describe when he's rescued in the beginning, like, how miserable the recovery was. And, like, couldn't his legs swelled up that he couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. He just, like, pissed blood and shit out tiger I mean, meat or whatever. Rightfully so. I, sk- well, I skipped over that part. It's, it's pretty brief. It's just kind of like, and then I was rescued and this happened. And then, all right, that's cool. It's rescued from what? And then you kind of gloss, you kind of forget over, forget it because it just happens before you know what it, what it is about, you know? Uh, do you guys have other questions? Is there the... Uh, I mean, does it make you believe in God? That's the bigger thing. Because once I read that, I felt like, oh, we're reading the, the nautical alchemist and yeah. I need to know what this is about. Not, it did not. No. It did not make me feel closer. I liked this book a lot more than The Alchemist, but no, it didn't work. Yeah, it was definitely better than The Alchemist. I, I actually, I guess I should say that. I like the book. I enjoy reading I, the book. I fucking like this book no. a lot. Mm-hmm. The movie's good, but too. But I also had the much darker reading Someone's than you guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess there's the other is, uh, do people need to read it? Well, you know what? It depends on what you're kind of into. I mean, probably no longer now, but it was a big thing probably 10, 10 years ago. The movie was fucking huge. A lot of people had this book and read it. In terms of, you know, this one, The Man Booker, 
Award in uh, 2002 or 2001, whatever it came out. In terms of Booker winners, it's actually a very enjoyable and readable book. A lot of those are very dense, dense, super literary, like, you know, learned kind of books. Stuff. Well, I mean, even the, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know a man Booker reading it before you even go, oh, this was a man Booker? Like, you know, like, you can tell that they're trying for that award. Big time. They're like baiting it. And then you're like, uh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this 700 page yeah. stream of consciousness thing about the Holocaust. They're all fantastic. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but you got to step up. Well, maybe not anymore now that the Americans have started winning. Yeah. Them. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, this, this is one of the few. I mean, for a while I was trying to read all of them. And I probably read about 20 Booker winners or short list. Probably 25 to 30 with the short list. This is um, one of the more approachable and easy ones. So if yeah. you're looking for like, it's very, literary it's fiction. It's a very easy read. Mm-hmm. It does not require any, like, you know, it, you're not going to spend six days, like, yeah. pondering every page. Yeah. So, all right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on uh, Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Where can uh, people find uh, Finback? Uh, we're located in Glendale, Queens. So, uh, we're actually not as far away from uh, everything as you think we are. Uh, it's facebook.com slash finbackbrewery or at finbackbrewery uh, you know we're clever finbackbrewery very straightforward thank you Excellent. very much guys for coming Whale, by a really good us. name <laughs> Whaley good <laughs> thanks again for having us Eric bye